Today we're here with Dr. Marty Polio, and I'll start out by just having you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your background sure. and how you got to this point. Yeah, so Marty Polio, superintendent of uh, Jefferson County Public Schools, and I've been in JCPS now um, for, let's see, I just completed my 22nd year in JCPS, so I've been here 22 years, well over two decades. Um, came to JCPS to be a basketball coach and a teacher. Mm. And started at the academy at Shawnee. At that time, it was just Shawnee High School. Okay. Uh, I was a social studies teacher and a basketball coach, and uh, thought that's what I was going to do with my career. But found out that I loved teaching, as uh, you know, as a basketball coach. But I love the teaching aspect of it. And so, right. after a few years, I was looking for something else, and got tapped on the shoulder that I might be a, a good school leader and a principal. And I went back to school. Um, at that time, I had moved over to Wagner High School. Um, as a coach and a teacher. I was an athletic director there while I was working on my certification to become a principal, and that's what I knew I wanted to do was become a principal. Thought I would do that the rest of my career. So I spent 10 years as a principal in JCPS, uh, eight at Jefferson Town High School, um, and then I was asked um, at the end of my eighth year if I would take over one of, at that time, what was called a priority school or lowest performing schools, Doss High School, and was there for two years and had two great years there. Um, and was really surprised when I was asked to take over the acting superintendent position here. Um, it was something that I was not anticipating um, and probably uh, not fully prepared for at the time. But, um, you know, I, um, I care a lot about this district, my colleagues, kids. Uh, I'm a parent of a JCPS student. Um, and so I want what's best for this district. So I jumped into being the acting superintendent. Um, and then once I jump in, I'm usually going to go for it. So I started that work as acting superintendent for about seven or eight months. Um, was fortunate enough to be named superintendent. Now going on my um, second full year as um, permanent superintendent, but three years in this will be my third year in the position as a whole. So um, it's kind of my background and what's brought me here. Well, congratulations. It's a good spot to end yeah. up for not having anticipated yeah, where you Yeah, that's go. right. That's right. Well, thank you. Uh, well, so our podcast and each episode is about the power of mm -hmm. public speaking. So could you speak to what that has meant in your career? And maybe that's part of the reason that you've yeah. ended up where you are. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, even if we expand it from public speaking to what I consider to be communication. Right. Um, and communication is so vital in this role whether that be in any leadership role, um, but whether that was as a principal, really as a coach and a teacher, but as a principal and now superintendent, communication is so important. And that can come in various formats um, from all the way from writing, which I do a lot because I want the um, stakeholders in, in our uh, organization, often our principals, um, to hear my voice. When I was principal, I wanted teachers to hear my voice. Mm -hmm. And so hearing your voice not all the time means that I have the access to stand in front of them and say things. And so we have to find ways to do that. So I wrote often mm -hmm. because I wanted them to know about belief, mission, vision, where we're headed, why we're headed there. Um, and so I still do that often as often as possible, at least once a week with our principals to remind them of what we're doing. So communication is so important, but being able to speak to that is so important. And so 
Um, I'm a big believer in having a uh, what a lot of people say mission vision what I call North Star where we're headed and why we're headed there and so you have to be able to sell that to the stakeholders as to um, where we're going and, and why we're, we're doing that um, and so you have to be able to speak about that and mm -hmm. speak with confidence about it and so public speaking becomes so important um, I find the most important thing in public speaking is believing what you're talking about right. um, and so when I am speaking about something I believe in which is a lot of JCPS um, it's uh, if you believe in it if you trust what you're uh, what you believe in if you know it well then you should be able to stand up and communicate to other people with the why um, so I do that often um, I'd find every way possible for people to hear my voice from press conferences to visiting schools uh, to writing, to things like a weekly wrap-up where we have our communications team just come in and essentially videotape me on a cell phone giving a message out um, right. that goes out publicly. And so the more I can speak about the why, the more successful we're going to be, but you have to believe in it. So um, clearly communication is a critical component of my job. I appreciate you saying that. I believe very much in the why of yep. what you're doing as well. And we, in another episode, talked with a CEO about how it's very important to get the entire team behind a mission. Yep. And if you can't do that, then you're not going to be successful. Yeah. But if you can, you will be. Yeah. If you are counting on the people in your organization to just show up for a paycheck, I mean, clearly a job is for a paycheck, but people are looking for something more than a paycheck. Right. They are looking to be a part of something bigger than them and especially in education because people aren't getting wealthy in education and there's not a lot of prospects to become wealthy in this profession um, but they're doing it for a reason and usually that is to help children become successful um, and so uh, you have to continue to remind them of that and frame them that why of why we're doing this and that that's so critical right well that leads me to what I'm hoping we can discuss mm -hmm. today as far as the, uh, make sure I get the title of it right, it's the JCPS Backpack of Skills. Of Success Skills. Success Skills. Yep. Uh, it, as far as I know about it, it's a very interesting and, uh, from what I can tell, worthwhile endeavor, mm -hmm. and it's actually come up in other episodes, and uh, being that it gives opportunity to students to actually practice their public speaking skills yeah. and a lot more than that could you tell us about it sure be happy to talk about it. it's um, it's a belief I've had um, my entire career that has built to really this moment um, and I'll tell you the, the background of it and how I got there if that's okay yeah. um, all my career I've been in high schools and throughout my career I've had the opportunity to visit high schools all across America um, states all across America I've, I've walked into high schools and one thing that they all have in common uh, no matter whether it was urban rural poor um, you know middle class whatever it might be socioeconomically what I found is kids who oftentimes are going through the motions of being engaged in the learning process and in a way I find that to be heartbreaking over the years that um, and there's a lot of research that shows that engagement of students in the learning process actually peaks at third grade and then slowly declines third grade through the 12th grade. Now, we would say 
uh, a lot of that are kids growing up and mm -hmm. wanting to do other things other than be in school. But what we do in school and what we provide to students should not disengage them from school and the learning process. It should actually inspire and provide passion for kids for their interest. And unfortunately, nationally, um, our schooling system does not do that. Um, and I believe a lot of it, there's, there's uh, many reasons involved. I think grading is a, is a major part of that, that once we start assigning grades for activities in class, which is usually about the third grade, mm -hmm. kids are no longer doing it because they're passionate about something. They're doing it in exchange for a grade. I think clearly assessment and testing, high stakes testing, has a hand in that as well. I think clearly curriculum has a hand in that, that you know, curriculum was designed over a hundred years ago um, and we continue to tweak it, but we're essentially we're teaching the same thing right. that many young people see no relevance to their future, to their current or future lives. And we try to convince them that it is. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been very passionate about inspiring and engaging kids. And I went to Doss High School with the belief um, around career in tech ed, um, having academies where kids are in an academy. So we had an IT academy at Doss High School. And I felt kids should be in math, English, science, and social studies class together with other kids that are passionate around IT so we can bring all of this content under the IT umbrella, what these kids are passionate about. Um, and so really working on engaging kids. When I stepped into this position, I really wanted to have a district-wide focus on what it, even our board strategic plan is, which is around deeper learning, making meaning of learning and engaging kids. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate to um, bring on staff Dr. Carmen Coleman, uh, Chief Academic Officer, who really believed the same way I did and did right. the work in Danville um, at the same type of thing. And she always talked about um, when a student graduates from high school, the last opportunity we have, and they walk across the stage, we hand them a diploma and shake their hand. What if we had a visual of a backpack? And but the backpack being the skills that we want to have in this backpack when right. kids go out into the world. Um, and so clearly we want academic skills in there. We want them to be good readers. We want them to be mathematicians and scientists. We want them to know social studies and civics and those important things. But there are many other things we want in there as well. Um, those include things like being a great collaborator and being a communicator and being an innovator, being a globally and culturally competent citizen, being a resilient learner. And so these are the skills we develop through the process and we use the analogy of a backpack to do that. Many districts across the state and the nation are building this graduate profile saying here are the skills and almost all of them are in similar type and communication is in almost every single one of them. But we wanted to take it a step further to say, all right, we just don't want to say these are the skills. We want to provide instruction mm -hmm. that is actually developing those and how can we do it? And we took the unprecedented step of saying, let's have a digital backpack for 100,000 kids where every kid in this district has this digital portfolio or evidence of learning. Mm -hmm. And as they do these things in class, they have an artifact. So they might download something, they might take a picture of something, they might create something, they might write something, 
They put this in their digital backpack and then they would upload it into a specific folder for each of these success skills. So I'll use communicator, effective communicator as an example. I believe we can demonstrate a kid's, a, de a child can demonstrate evidence of learning mm -hmm. in multiple ways. One can be a test, a traditional test, multiple choice tests, fill the bubbles out and prove to us you can get nine out of 10 answers right on the average. On the other hand, I believe we can make a student stand up in front of their class and give a speech to their class showing that they have evidence of their learning. Mm -hmm. So they are showing cert on standards that I know what I'm talking about and the teacher can evaluate and assess that student based on a rubric of what they say. While at the meantime, in the meantime, we're developing their communication skills and the teacher could record the speech the student could then take that speech, put it in their backpack, mm -hmm. and then sh have evidence of being an effective communicator while also showing they know the standards. The most powerful aspect of it, which really shows how important communication is, is we are committed to transition readiness, meaning every transition that a child has, they're demonstrating their readiness. So that being fifth to sixth grade, mm -hmm. elementary to middle, eighth to ninth, middle to high, and then when they graduate 12th to college or career, we want a student to stand up in front of an authentic audience, use their artifacts, and defend their readiness to transition in those five success skills. And so a student is not only demonstrating their readiness for effective communication by their evidence, but they're also standing up in front of an authentic audience defending their readiness similar to a college dissertation. Right. Um, and so that's kind of the background of it. We've been blown away. We had um, well over a million artifacts put into wow. uh, uh, the backpacks this year. We had nearly 21,000 students defend their readiness in front of authentic audiences this year all across this district. So wow. it was a huge first year for us. We've got ways to go, but I do believe this is the future of education. I believe it's a collection of artifacts. I believe it's a balanced approach of show us your transcript, show us the grades you've got, but also show us you have these readiness skills. And I believe someday this is what kids will be submitting to colleges for entrance are a portfolio of their evidence and the work that they've done as opposed to just here is my GPA and here is one test score. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we're on the cutting edge of that work. Sounds like it. I um, think that really as well speaks to the power of public speaking. All of this learning That's right. comes down to that moment when you can communicate That's what you've learned. 100% correct. Uh, what, who are the audiences, these authentic audiences that students? Yeah. So what we've done is we've tried to give guidelines to each school. I call it tight versus loose where we say here are the things that are mandatory to be done and then here are some of the things you can create at your school based upon your own school culture mm -hmm. and so each school takes it a little differently the approach each school the defense might be a little different based upon um, how they do it or want to do it or develop it in their school um, but what we've encouraged is that it not just be a um, staff from the school but that at each school, it might be a teacher or two, staff member, an administrator, 
There might be a parent on there. There might be a couple of uh, people from local businesses who support and represent the school. Um, you know, if, if I, had, when I was principal at DOS, if I had been doing this, I would have, so, so students from the um, IT Academy, I would have brought in some of the business partners that work with us in IT. Right. Um, and so they have a real um, impact on the school. I had the opportunity to sit, sit in on several dissertations as a member uh, of committee. So I did an elementary school and a middle school. Okay. Um, so really making sure that this is a mix of, um, f and it's, to be honest, it's a way for community members to get engaged in schools and with students. And so um, it, it's really been powerful, not only for the student, but for community members uh, right to be involved in this process as well. We um, actually spoke with some educators from Illinois who mm -hmm. are working with their state senate to really just on the high school level introduce an oral comm component that could be uh, a fine arts credit. Mm -hmm. And they're working just to make that an option. But what it sounds like with this really is you're, you're taking that and spreading it out from K through 12 and really giving them, you said deeper learning, you mm -hmm. talk about deeper learning, if you could compare the what you were doing in kindergarten versus 12th grade and especially comparing your dissertations, your defenses yeah. at each of those transitions, that has got to be uh, a really engaging and deep mm -hmm. way to learn yep. these type of skills. Yeah, I, you know I have this vision in my head that one day we will have kids that will have this collection of evidence from K through 12. Mm -hmm. So they can even show, here was a video of me communicating in the, you know, in, in the fifth grade. Right. And, you know, I had these strengths, but, you know, and here I was in the eighth grade. Now look how far I've come in the 12th grade as I present my dissertation. And so maybe it's seven years later. Right. But such a powerful way for a kid to demonstrate their readiness and their progress and development along this oh, yeah. journey. Um, so I, I, there's got a lot of possibilities that, that we are really excited about. One thing that they had wondered in their state senate, they had to really work with them on this, was who is going to teach how to do these things. Mm -hmm. So how do you all handle, because you've got all, you said 21,000 yeah. students, uh, how are they being prepared to give these presentations? Yeah, so, I mean, it's something we have to continue to, to grow and develop. So, uh, first of all, developing rubrics of what it means to be an effective communicator. Right. Um, and so we've been working on that. So that's the first part is the um, making sure that they have these rubrics. The second part is training the teachers mm -hmm. so that they know this. And that's a difficult process when you have nearly 7,000 teachers in the district. One of the things I want to highlight in any of the work, and I use this word a lot, is the word authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, I think true teaching and growth comes from authenticity. And so I said earlier that being a good public speaker, you must believe in what you are talking about. And that's difficult to fake. And I think all too often when we try to teach public speaking, oral communication, any of those things, we are asking students to speak about things that they might not necessarily be passionate about and right. believe in. Um, and so what we are trying to do with the backpack and the defenses and especially the communication are get things that students really have passion for, are inspired by and believe in. 
And then I think you can be a much more effective communicator when you do that. Right. Um, and so I think that's a big part of it is, is ensuring, teaching the skills that are on the rubric, mm -hmm. um, you know, not having verbal crutches when you speak, being prepared. What does a public speech, what does the format of a speech mm -hmm. look like? That you have a format, that you, you have a clear beginning and an end and a hook and all of those things that we would talk about in effective public speaking and eye contact. Right. Um, but that, so having those as a part of a rubric, but making sure kids are able to do those things with something they're passionate about. Right. Well, and it's been study after study that says really communication skills is the number one skill set that employers look for. Yep. And it sounds like JCPS students, like never before, are leaving with that skill set. Yeah, we hope so. I mean, we've heard um, as a high school principal working with a lot of businesses in our Academies of Louisville initiative, that's all I heard over and over and over again. It's great. You're teaching them math. You're teaching them science. You're teaching them so. I need um, employees who know how to communicate and speak, right. can work well with others, are resilient when they face hurdles, good citizens, work well with other people. Um, you know, those type, you know, are innovators and think outside of the box. Like, that's what we kept hearing. And so we are required to teach certain standards and curriculum by law. And so we have to do that. But we also have to do the, what is going to, provide success for our for our kids and there is no doubt communication and speaking are, is a critical component um, for a student's success. All right. Well I appreciate hearing that and it's good to know that uh, JCPS has yep. got that vision. That We're working there, yep. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else we have educators, students, professionals in our audience that you'd like to to leave with the audience um, in general that I haven't asked about or anything um well i mean I, I you know i would finish with this i think um you know once again i can't say enough about um this word authenticity and so when i talk about speaking making sure it's authentic in what we do but um, i also want to say the work we do in schools um, has to inspire kids um, you know ensuring that kids have certain level of reading and math skills are extremely important and we have to be committed to that but we have to make sure that we inspire learning um, and inspire kids and make them passionate about what they're doing in school um, i'm a father i have a daughter who's going into the ninth grade um, and all too often throughout her uh, educational career to this point the first nine years um, I see her doing compliant work, and compliant work doesn't inspire. Mm -hmm. um, now that doesn't mean everything that we always do is going to inspire, but what does inspire her um, are those projects she does that she's passionate about. She's passionate about the environment. So anytime she gets to do something about the environment, um, she dives in head first and think about how many things we could teach using that platform from English language arts reading um, to science to this is where you get into it. She will stand up and speak passionately right. about the environment and those issues. Um, so the more we can have kids, those things that inspire them to do 
great things they're passionate about, um, the more success we will have with our kids. They will be more engaged in research shows. Engagement and student belonging is critical to success. So it's what we'll keep working on here in Jefferson County. And um, I believe it's where our national education model needs to go, which is, yes, we've got to teach standards and curriculum, but we got to do it in a way that inspires kids and makes them passionate about learning. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. And yep. Best of luck with, Great. with all your endeavors. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. For more information on Jefferson County Public Schools and the Backpack of Success Skills, visit jefferson.kyschools.us. Also, visit powerofpublicspeaking.com forward slash podcast to find a full transcript of our interview with Dr. Polio as well as recent related articles.